0: You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel.
1: And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Doing the Work Postgame Show. As tonight, your number seven and number six ranked Indiana Hoosiers thoroughly beat Illinois, 93 to 61. Um, Indiana now goes to 17 and three on the season and nine and one in Big Ten play. I'm your host, Kathy Amos, here along with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe, and we will break it all down for you on this edition of Doing the Work, the new show on the Back Home Network that's dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. And we'll start this show the way we start every show, and that's with our banner moment. And for me, I'm going to go back to the very first quarter and just a minute and a half into the game. And Allie gets the ball and she drives into the lane and has a little hook shot um, to score her first points of the night. And I wrote down, is this going to get her offense going? Because I think we've talked about for the last few games, at least offensively, she's been a little quiet for us. And then what does she do at the 740 mark? She turns around and uh, follows that up with another layup. And I think uh, the rest of the night she was off and running. And to me, I thought she's really set the tone coming out. And to me, that was the banner moment because it set the tone not only for her as the offensive player tonight, but I think the whole team, they were all from um, the very first person that got in to the very last person on the floor, really set the tone with, with this team and were very aggressive, leading to the first quarter, or were the first half scoring 54 points, the most they've had in a half all year for sure. And really just a, an offensive Offensive um, firework show tonight, and I thought Ali really led the way. And to me, that banner moment um, at the 8:33 mark in that first quarter was really what set the tone. And as always, our banner moment today is brought to you from our friends at Home Field Apparel. They are now in the fifth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call, and they're the first as the presenting sponsor of the Back Home Network. And did you know that among Homefield's large collection of vintage IU apparel is a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in the history of women's basketball. It's true. Um, so when you go to the IU collection, you can find a T shirt commemorating the 1983 season, which is when Indiana women won the Big Ten and made its first NCAA tournament appearance. And given what our team is doing right now under Terry Morin, it might be time for a new T-shirt. So if you don't have one, I'd recommend, highly recommend going out and getting that shirt. And of course, if you support other teams, there's, um, or people in your life that do, the home field probably has something for you. They have well over 120 different schools with different unique um, vintage logos for all of them. And no matter what you buy, you know you'll be comfortable and the colors will last through many washings um plus you'll be supporting an Indiana based company that came up through Kelly so what could be better than that so go to homefieldapparel.com and you can actually use our promo code home home to get 15% off of your first order again that's home h o m e for 15% off so we're one for the team okay now it's time to move the ball and find the open player and get some opening thoughts and i will kick it over to you jeff for coach's corner
0: My bad. I had my mic muted. Kenny, I really want to piggyback off of what you were saying about Allie. The the show on Saturday, we talked a little bit about um, Allie's struggles. And I thought she came out, as you mentioned, she came out and she really played well. We'll go into her stats a little bit later. But I thought it was a more engaged, a more aggressive Allie Patberg tonight. She was looking to be a little more of an offensive threat. And obviously, I don't have any inside knowledge, but it struck me as a kid that the a player that the staff called into the office and said hey we we need a little bit more of the normal alley patberg we need the more aggressive locked in pat uh Allie patberg and so to me that was really one of the big things tonight and i also i know illinois is not the top of the big 10 but this was you know we had kind of struggled since the COVID pause we had scored 50 against michigan uh, I know we scored 80 against Minnesota, but that really took a really good effort in the fourth quarter to get to 80, and then only scored 64 against Purdue, and so to come out and put 93, a season high up on Illinois tonight, uh, I thought really, I thought, and I thought that was my, pro- I thought the offense moved, I thought not just Alley. I thought the kids played, moved better, the ball moved better, and again, I know Illinois is not the best team in the Big Ten, but you still got to make shots, you still got to get open shots, And it was also nice, I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit more in the meaningful moments, the bench played well. And so I thought just an all-around, excuse me, all-around good game for the Hoosiers tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Great, Jeff. So um, as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's win over Illinois, we will point out today's meaningful moments you might have missed. And then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most meaningful and important statistical notes from the game. You are listening to Doing the Work Post-Game Show. Again, my name is Kathy Amos, and I'm here with my co-host Jeff Marlowe, and we are breaking down Indiana's 93 to 61 win over the Illinois Fighting Lion-Eye. And today it's uh, time for our meaningful moments that you might have missed, and Jeff and I might uh, try to go kind of maybe quarter by quarter since this game was Big Ten Plus for everyone. (laughs) Um, Not everyone might have had the luxury (laughs) of having the game to actually watch. So, well, um... We'll kind of start off maybe with some of our first quarter highlights Jeff and maybe I I already started off with Allie kicking us off for the game. Um, So do you have any that you want to kind of point out from that first quarter.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna kind of use that same segment though. Allie with a field goal. That was that came off an offensive rebound by Nikki Cardano Hillary. And she also got the assist to Allie on that play. So that, and then Illinois followed up with a field goal on their next possession to make it eight to four. And then um Alexa Golbe on the very next possession gets a nice pass from Grace Berger. For, a, for I believe a layup. And so that made it 10 to four. So that segment right in there where I mean that kind of showed us early that we were moving, we were looking for each other. And so that was the segment in the first quarter, Kathy, I thought really kind of stood out to me.
1: Yeah, I, I thought so too, and there was a time there right towards the end as well, about 2.43 left to go in that first quarter where Alley really fought for an offensive rebound. Um, we missed the shot, but then Keander Brown got another offensive rebound and kicked it back out to Alley for three. And I think that's another example of just um, how many times the, the team was going up. We ended up, and we'll get into these as well, winning the, the defensive boards, but um, offensive boards as well. So uh, I thought that was a good example. Of some great uh, stick to itiveness, as we, my mom and I like to say, um, from the ladies of really trying to go after those boards and still till, still battle. Um,
0: and, yep, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and then that first quarter, everybody was contributing. We go on a 14 0 run there, right in that segment you're kind of talking about. It started um, with a um, uh, Alexa Goldbay two free throws by Alexa Golbay, and everybody was contributing during that point. So for those who couldn't watch it tonight on BTM plus, you really would have liked seeing the kids on the floor because everybody was being involved. It wasn't just one or two kids.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and again, 30 seconds left uh, and, and Nikki takes the ball and drives it down for two. Um, and she becomes our sixth player to score with that with that layup. So in the first quarter, we ended up with um, 28 points winning that that quarter, 28 to eight. Both Allie and Lexi had nine points in that first quarter alone. And again, we had six players in the first quarter score. Um, anything else from the first quarter you want to, to point out?
0: Nope, that was it.
1: All right, me too. All right, moving on to the second port quarter. Um, the first thing I'll just kick it off here is uh, I, I thought uh, 8.38 already into the, the quarter, Caitlin Peterson came in and she hit a three. And um, we opened up in that quarter six, on a six-zero run. And I thought Caitlin had a nice night today as well offensively. And um, that three-pointer got her started as well. And she became now the seventh player that scored for us. So that was how we kind of started out that third quarter.
0: Yeah, and and I'll kind of uh, piggyback off of or, hey, you keep, you keep we and I seem to be in sync tonight. Go back to the end of that quarter, Nikki's 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 layup, and then it actually becomes an 8-0 run over the last 30 seconds into the first quarter. So you combine those two, that's a 22 to two run that started with, as I mentioned, Lexa Lexa's field goal or free, excuse me, Alexa's free throws at the 550 mark. So uh about a minute twenty five fifty. so you're looking at about a seven minute period there of game action where it was a 22 to two run by the lady hoosiers uh what i picked out was a little bit later in there mm-hmm. uh lex did a free throw to make it 35 to 12 at the six sixteen mark and then uh nikki got a steal and it led to a fast break and ally patberg layup and then assist for nikki and that made it 37 to 12 so i thought that was a really key segment in the second quarter as well
1: yeah yeah i did too um and, you know, we've been really focusing on offense, but I, I don't want to underplay our defense either. I mean, we came into the defense or into this game seconds in the Big Ten and points allowed at 58.7. So we held Illinois right at our, our average mm-hmm. of what we're allowing them. But they've been averaging scoring 64 points. Um, so only scoring 61 tonight. So holding them below their average. And in that second quarter, um, with about a minute and 34 to go, our defense was definitely on on points because we ended up forcing a shot. Clock violation. And um, it was that was that was really nice to see that from our defense as well. So I thought on both ends of the floor, um, we played really well. And that was the play I think that highlights the defensive end for us. And then continuing that with a minute two, we had um, Wisney coming in um, again off our bench. And she had just a really lovely block It's 102 left to go in that, that first half in the second quarter. So again, just wanting to point out a couple of the defensive um, possessions that I saw in the game as well.
0: Yeah, and the defense really did play pretty well overall. And and then I'll also point out um with two oh seven to go in the half, Allie had a had a field goal and that was her 19th point. And then followed that up on the next IU possession, she hit another three, and that was that or excuse me, that was her the previous was her eighteenth. The three gave her a season high in the first half. She had 21, that was her season high. Of course, she will talk a little bit more about her her overall numbers, I'm sure, here in a little bit. But that segment there, where just that Allie—you could tell by that point—Allie was kind of hot. She was in, as Dan Patrick used to say, in fuego, and she was, you know, almost heat checks at times.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was definitely looking for her shot tonight, um, from the beginning to the the time that she uh, she stepped off the court. She was looking for a shot, and she was making her shot. So really nice all around game from Allie. Um, anything else? I think in the the first or the second quarter that you want to touch on.
0: No, I just think, again, we, we, we focused on a couple of kids, it seems like, but everybody really was conservative. I think we had four kids with seven or more points in the first half.
1: Yeah, yeah, and maybe I do have one other one just to highlight again in that second quarter with about three minutes to go. Nicole um, Cardano-Hillo had um, a fairly close to a wide-open three, and instead of forcing that shot up, or not really forcing it because she was pretty open, she actually passed it to Grace Berger, who was wide open under the basket. So I thought that was, again, indicative of how the team played tonight. They weren't trying to force it. They were taking what was given to them, and they actually made the extra passes quite often to maybe go for maybe from a good shot to an even better shot tonight, and, and I thought that was a good example of that from from Nikki.
0: But Kathy, isn't it amazing just how much better you feel as a player when you see a couple shots go in, and yeah. and then it just kind of leads to it just builds confidence, and that's that's just kind of the nature of the game. And 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 they made me one of the things I thought this team was struggling with a little bit here, not just in loss to Michigan, but even some of the a couple of the games prior to the COVID and coming out of the COVID pause that they just didn't quite have that, that swag. They didn't have that, you know, that bounce in their step that we're going to come out here and we're going to make some shots. It seemed like every game was kind of a grind and and maybe because they were still trying to adjust to Mac being out, but I thought the announcers, and I know you don't listen to the BTN plus broadcast. I do. Yeah. I thought they made some good points tonight that if you need this team to start clicking a little bit and then you get Mac back, they really could be fun to watch come tournament time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. So they ended up that uh, that half up 54-24, so up by 30. Um, they outscored Illinois 20 in the first quarter and 10 in that second quarter. So, again, 54 points. Just as a reminder, that's the most points they've scored in a half um, all year for sure, if not maybe even going back more than just this season. I wouldn't be surprised. It was really quite quite a performance there offensively for sure. Um, okay, so moving on to the third quarter. So again, we come out in the third quarter and Illinois actually starts um, starts pressing a little bit more here. And, um, it, but from the first, I think this is the first possession. Um, we have the, we broke the pass um, to have Nicole um, pass down underneath uh, for Keondo Brown for a quick two. And so I don't think their press really for the most part all night bothered us. And that was an example of that play to me again um but I, I thought um for the most part we had absolutely no problem with that press tonight maybe a couple of times it got a little close to getting it over the the half or the half quarter point or line but overall i didn't think it, it bothered us but what are your thoughts on on the illinois press that they started in that second half
0: well first of all i was uh, there were two thoughts i had as a former coach it, it perturbed me a little bit that you wait until you were down 30 <laughs> to start throwing the press at me and and and, and well at least we still had our stars and i used to be one of my pet peeves when i was coaching it was i pull my starters and then you wanted to press my my subs and it's like okay wait a minute i'm taking my starters out here but I didn't understand that because I just, you know, if you really were going to try and get back in the game, why didn't you press earlier in that first or second quarter when it was starting to get away from you? So, yeah. and I know every coach is trying to do a different thing. I'm not trying to judge Illinois coaching staff or anything, but that just seemed like a strange move to me, especially considering we're pretty guard heavy right now. You know, it's not, a, it shouldn't be a team that really gets bothered by too much pressure um, from that. So, I, you know, that was, that was just kind of the way I felt about it. And then I'll kind of go uh, a little bit later in the quarter, seven twenty-five to go in the third quarter. Grace hits a field goal followed by, I believe the very the way I have it written down next possession, Chloe with a field goal. And then the next possession, Allie hits another three. So it went from 58 31 to 65 31 in three possessions.
1: Yep. Yep. I had, I had that similar as well. Um, so the, the other thing I have written down from the third quarter is actually right at the end so 28 seconds to go. Grace actually traveled and um, it was uncharacteristic of the team tonight. At that point, it was only our fifth turnover for the for the team. So through three quarters, we only had five turnovers. Um, and again, we'll get into the numbers, but for. For five turnovers and three quarters, I thought that was really good. And so even though it was a negative from Grace and why I wrote it down, though, was to highlight that travel was only our, our fifth turnover in the whole um, game, at least three quarters into it. But um, what else would you like to pick from the third quarter to kind of highlight
0: Well, I I was trying to put something into the chat with the workaholics here. I I really didn't have much else. The third quarter kind of was a back-and-forth quarter. We'd run off like four or six points in a row. Illinois would run off five or six points in a row. It was a pretty close quarter. We ended up winning at 19-15, but but also it's hard to maintain – and I thought I – thought, and I gave Coach Morn and the staff credit. They started to sub a little more liberally there in that third quarter. Chloe obviously got minutes, but so did Caitlin Peterson. So did Grace Wagner. So I like the fact that we were getting some kids in there that hadn't been getting some time. And that's why I was kind of responding to, to Denny talking about the subs looking at ease. I think that's a byproduct of more playing time. And, and, and I'll pull this up here, I guess, more than since we're really not doing per se meaningful moments. We're just kind of talking about the game in general. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that the subs tonight obviously scored. And we're going to talk about some of that in the stats, but they didn't turn it over. All right. Um, I, I do have the stats here right in front of me. I'm yeah. trying to look real quick. Um, Grace Wagner, no turnovers. Chloe, one turnover. Caitlin Pearson, no turnover. So the three main subs had only one turnover. You may not get them to score as much as you'd like, but if you can trust them to go out there and not turn it over, you can trust them to be out there longer. And that, and I think I thought that was huge
1: yeah i I agree um the only other thing i think in the third quarter is when nikki went out so um that's the downer she tweaked one ankle in the first half and then um she really um (laughs) I guess it really should have been a foul when she came down and landed on the other girl's foot um, and rolled her other other ankle and came out and uh, wasn't able to come back in. She was definitely icing it. Um, and I think Queen was asking for an update. Um, Ari is our, our guy in the, the press for us, and he's actually at the game, probably in the press conference right now. So if he can join us here in the chat later, I'm sure he'll have an update. But um, if not, we'll. I'm sure. Hopefully, if he gets one from Coach Moran, that he'll put it in his his post game write up. But usually, I'm sure it'll be a it's a wait and see. So hopefully, she'll come back for the the next game, which is on Saturday. But, um, okay. Anything else from the third quarter, Jeff? That you want to
0: talk about? Cool. Nope, that right. covered it for me.
1: All right, we'll move on to the fourth quarter. And I think what you were talking about with the bench is what dovetails right into the fourth quarter for me, which is we actually came out and started with three three bench players to start that fourth quarter. Um, and just kind of highlighting it throughout, um, we always had, I think at that point, we always had at least three bench players. And by the end of the game, we had all five four bench players playing. Mm-hmm. So the fourth quarter really became um, belongs to our, our bench. But um, what kind of specific plays would you like to talk about?
0: Well, for me, the fourth quarter kind of became the Caitlin Peterson coming out party. Uh, She hit a three with 4.39 to go. She followed that up on the very next possession with 4.03 to go, hit another three. And then Illinois hit a three. And then Caitlin came back with a field goal at the 3.30 mark and drew a foul but missed the free throw. And so she scored eight points, eight straight points for the Hoosiers there in, in about a minute and a half.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had all those written down and it started with actually Grace, where Grace really came down and was pushing the ball at that 439 mark. Um, but then she, you know, again, Grace with her leadership and her experience, she slows it down, waits and um, hits it um, over to Caitlin Peterson for that, for that three that she hits. Um and yes, it, yeah, that 3.30 mark, that's when she really attacked that basket. And so not only was she making her shots, but she really um, attacked the basket. And, and that's she became the fourth player in double figures with that um, with that drive at the 3.30 mark, even though she missed her layup, or free throw rather. Um, I thought Caitlin Peterson really showed out really good in that fourth quarter for sure.
0: Yeah, I would assume that's, a, I, I'm assuming, I know we shouldn't assume, but I assume that's a season, a career high for her as well.
1: I would assume so as well. And then, yep, as I already mentioned, at the 234 mark, um, we subbed in uh, Zarek and Mona Zarek, and that became our five-player bench lineup at 234 to finish out the game. So that was nice to see and great to see our, our bench getting in. And then, of course, we ended out the game with uh, the 34-second mark and Chloe Moore McNeil hitting a three off of a nice inbounds play that uh, that I think uh, worked out really nice for the, the team. But um, anything else, really, you want to kind of watch or point out?
0: No, I just, again, I'm with you. Just seeing some of the kids get off the bench and get some playing time, especially those three main, excuse me, Kathy, those three main subs got plenty of time tonight. Um, um, Chloe got 28 minutes, Caitlin got 18, and Grace got 13. Yep. Great. Great.
1: All right, well, I think this might be a great uh, way for us to segment then, and uh, next, we can just go ahead and jump right inside the numbers. Uh, so you wanna go first, Jeff? There's, like, there's a, a plethora of numbers for us to pick from here, so um, well, why don't you go first and pick your favorite for tonight?
0: Being the shooter I was when I was younger, I'm going to start out with the shooting numbers here for IU tonight. 34 of 59 overall, 58%. I'm going to round I, I don't like doing tenths of percentage. We're going to go 58%. Um, 10 of 22. And this is a team that's not a very good three-point shooting team overall. And 22 might be a number that would strike you as like, really? But we hit 10. 40, 46%. And 15 of 20 at the line. So you look across the board, our shooting numbers were outstanding
1: yeah absolutely um <laughs> which was evidenced by the 93 points we were able to put up so it was yeah. great to see and as you might it was fun to see the ball down but on top of that jeff we had 20 assists to go with those 34 field goals so that's just a, a great assist um to, to field goal ratio and seven again from from grace burger so i i loved seeing the assist the ball was really moving well tonight mm-hmm. And, I, again, as I mentioned in a couple of the, the moments and, and plays that I pointed out, I thought they were really looking to make that extra pass to go from a good shot to a great shot. So the assist number was one for me that I really um, enjoyed seeing as well. Um, what's another on, number on your list?
0: Well, I'll go to the defensive side of it, it being the coach in me. We held in Illinois to 41%, 22 of 54. They were only 2 of 9 from beyond the arc, 22%. And we outreap. I'm going to go ahead and probably steal one from you here. We outrebounded them 35 to 25. And Kendall Bostic was the leading, second leading rebounder of the Big Ten coming into tonight. And she was, I think you said in, a, in the text, we, she was averaging about 12 rebounds a game. She we, she only got seven tonight. And by the way, for those who aren't familiar, Kendall Bostic is an Indiana kid. She had played at Northwestern High School just outside of Kokomo uh, and actually spent a year at Michigan State before transferring. But there's a kid with an Indiana connection, so I'm sure she was probably trying to play as well as she could tonight
1: yeah yeah and on on top of that it can continue with your defense theme um their leading scorer is nye and she averages over 11 points a game and we held our single digits with only nine tonight as well so i think again um we talked about how minnesota or excuse me i don't know where minnesota came from (laughs) illinois was way back in way back land i guess (laughs) illinois normally scores 64 points and we held them to 61. Um, kept them right at their average of 50, 40% from field goal percentage. So so I, I, I thought defensively they were really good. And then again, continuing the defensive theme, I'll talk about the turnovers. So um, we ended up with 10 on our end, um, but forced 15 turnovers. And the, again, to me, the important part is not just the number of turnovers, but doing something with them. We took the 15 turnovers and turned that into 21 points off of them versus only nine for Illinois. Um, so again, our team goal is 11 turnovers and we kept ourselves to 10. Um, the interesting thing is I had talked about, we only had five through the third quarter. So you could see uh, as we were getting our you know, less experienced bench players in, we ended up with five and the fourth quarter alone. Otherwise, we probably would have been in single digit turnovers tonight as well. So um, you want to pick out any other numbers from a either from a team perspective before we jump into some of the individual ones?
0: Yeah, I will point out even though we didn't have Mac and, and Keandra only had six points, we still won the battle of points in the paint, forty-two to twenty-eight. So that was another indi- indicator, Kathy, that the ball was moving, the players were moving, and so we weren't. And we shot well, so we, as we just said, shot fairly well from outside. So what? But we weren't just settling; we were getting good shots. And, and, and again, Illinois, not the best defensive team in the league. But you still got to make the shots when we get there. We've seen this team struggle over the last couple of weeks just making some shots that we would have been like, man, they normally hit those shots. So those that, that and second chance points, 17-8, I thought those were two stats that considering um, rebounding had been a little bit of an issue for us the last couple of games. That tells me we were going after the ball better, too.
1: Right, and I got hot off the presses, literally, or hot out of the press room, I guess. Ari just texted us and said that Coach Morin is um, said Nikki is fine, is planning on playing going forward. So there go. there's our update on Nikki already. So, um, which is great news. Not surprising. I mean, after we saw her come out with her first ankle tweak and tweak and just really gutted it out, <laughs> not surprising that uh, Nikki's going to be back. Okay, uh, team-wise, I think the only other thing I wanted to just jump on again was talking about the aggressiveness of the, the players and the team, and how you talked about the points and paint is free throws. Uh, we didn't, we got to the line twenty times, but but they converted fifteen of them, so seventy-five percent, um, which I think is a very respectable percentage, and I'll take that any day of the week for sure. So I, I, overall, from a team perspective, any other stats you want to talk about?
0: Um, just I know this wasn't one we won. But we got 23 points off the bench tonight and there's been games where we've barely gotten anything scoring wise off the bench. And so, again, it may be starting to see Chloe, you know, put a couple of good games together. Caitlin Peterson getting a little confidence. That's all huge going down the stretch.
1: Yeah, and the main reason I think the other uh, the Illinois outscored us on the bench is they had um, the uh, their McKenzie Gal that ended up with fourteen points, um, which was um, half of their bench points by by herself.
0: And I think she was a starter or just till a few games ago, and they kind of tweaked their lineup. So you're really basically a starter off the bench. Right. Exactly.
1: Okay, so let's jump into some individual stats. And I think maybe the the most obvious one to start with is Allie Patberg. We've talked about her quite a bit. Uh, she had 21 points in the first half alone, ended up with 26 points on uh, 9 of 15 shooting, 4 of 9 from 3 points, and 4 of 5 from the line as well. She also had contributed two assists to the game and only one turnover. So just overall from from left to right on that stat line for Allie. I think she just had a very um, well-rounded game. Um, again, it's something I think we've been missing from Allie the last few games that we've we've been playing. She's been great defensively for us, but her offense has kind of been lacking. And this was a great um, coming back party for Allie. But uh, so I enjoyed seeing that bit. And what about Allie's play? Would you like, to, what else to, would you like to point out? <laughs>
0: I I, I just like we talked about in the uh, for my in the coach's corner. I just thought that there have been times the last couple of games where Ali just kind of dribbled and dribbled and dribbled. And you didn't see that tonight. She was decisive with the ball. She was either going to shoot it. She was going to drive it or she was going to pass it. And I thought that was the huge difference. The other thing here I'll point out, um, um, Kathy, is for maybe the first time I can remember all year. No starter played more than 30 minutes. No, or put it this way, nobody played more than 30 minutes.
1: Nobody did. Yeah, we had two two people, Grace Berger and Allie, that had 30 minutes exactly. Um, but, yeah, and then you had uh, <laughs> uh, Caitlin Peterson, um, Chloe Moore-McNeil, both in double-digit double, double digit points, or minutes, rather, with 18 and 28, and Grace Wagner ended up with 13 minutes as well, which I was surprised. I thought she'd a little more in the first half, um, but I was really glad to see that she really um, – got a lot of run in that second half and ended up with 13, 13 minutes. So um, how about you go next? Who would you like to anyone else you would like to point out some individual stats on?
0: Well, you know, I know I host the Grace Berger show, but I'm just such a big fan too of Alexa Golbeck. I mean, this is a kid that has really stepped up. We made this comment way back at the, after the Nebraska game, and if I remember right, Lex struggled a little bit in that Nebraska game. I think probably trying to understand the new role she was going to play with Mac being out. But since then. She's played pretty darn well. And you go, you know, Lex has tonight 18 points on five of 10 shooting, seven of eight at the line, seven rebounds, an assist and a block. And 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 again, does another, you know, again, I know Illinois isn't the best team in the league, but Lex did a really good job for the most part on Kendall Bostick, who was, again, their leading rebounder and you know and held her to six points so i i just thought lex's contribution again tonight was outstanding
1: yeah I, I i absolutely agree with that um seconds on the team with 18 points yeah and um second in rebounding for us as well um let me go ahead then and i'll talk about grace Berger. Uh, I, I thought overall she was fantastic myself i again I, she had 13 points um third on the team with 13 points but um But she led the team in three categories, rebounds with eight, assists with seven, and steals two, um, and and only two turnovers as well. So I I thought she just had a really good game. And again, like I think about some of the, the plays that she was doing where she showed her leadership as well, taking the ball down, really slowing it down, looking for that extra pass. And so I think she did a lot of the little things tonight. Um, that sometimes don't show up in stat lines, but I, I thought overall I, I really loved Grace's game tonight.
0: Yeah, and, and I'll mention here Caitlin Peterson. You know, the freshman coming off the bench, four for seven overall, three for four on threes, and she added a rebound and she actually got credited with a block as well, a block shot as well. But you know, that's our you know, so those are our four kids in double figures, and and we really could have had more. I mean, it just it didn't work out that way, but we were, we had a you know I'll, I'll kind of keep it there, but so we had had four people in double figures.
1: Yeah, absolutely great scoring all around. Our balance would we end up with eight eight players right scoring tonight? Yep, yeah, eight. Yes of our players scored tonight so um, and even the other two that didn't score you know they still contributed you had zarek with uh, an assist and you had wisney with a rebound and um i thought she had a block but she's not credited with one but i swore she had one but i must have been thinking of someone else though um, anything else from an individual or from a team stat you'd kind of like to highlight tonight
0: well, I just I wanted to mention Chloe here a little bit. She finished with nine, just missed double figures for the second game in a row. But I thought Chloe played really well. I didn't think she forced anything. I thought she let the, the game flow to her. She was four for seven, uh, one for three on. T- uh, she was one for three on three pointers. She had two rebounds. The only uh, she had a steal. She had a block. The only drawback for for Chloe maybe tonight not getting the double figures. She spent some time on the bench in foul trouble. And yeah, she finished with four.
1: Yeah, she and Kyandra Brown as well. Keander ended up falling out, um, and it was interesting because I remember looking at my husband and I'm like I didn't even realize Kyandra had four fouls. It was just like they were, I don't know, quiet fouls or maybe just they didn't like disrupt our flow or something. But um, Kyandra, yeah, maybe not quite the um, game from a stats line, but overall, I thought actually she she played well in her 24 minutes, other than the fouls that um, that she can she. Uh, committed. words That's,
0: that's about all the stats I had.
1: Yeah, me too. Awesome. Okay. Um, are there uh, any other storylines that you want to point out as well from the game?
0: I don't know if it's a storyline or a lingering question, but hopefully we can bottle it a little bit. Right.
1: Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and we'll move on to our next segment. So you're listening to the Doing the Work IU Post Game Show. You can catch us live following um, most uh, immediately following most IU women's games. <laughs> um, and you can find us at the, our website is um, also, make sure you sign up for the free IU Hoops email newsletter uh, where we have over 9,000 people of our fellow IU fans subscribed. So you can join today for free at join.assemblycall.com. Again, I'm Kathy Amos here with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe, and we are breaking down Indiana's 93-61 to 61 win over Illinois. And, Jeff, now it's time for our game ball. So I will throw it to you first. I, will well, say- I don't I
0: think I, it's a, so sorry, sorry Kathy i was so anxious I don't think there's any real doubt here is there it's going to be Allie Patberg after a season high 26 points and the way she bounced back from a couple subpar offensive performances so I, I mean we highlighted her stats already we highlighted the, she's also doing the job on the defensive end and I thought she did you know and she only had one foul tonight you know and, and I thought she played pretty solid D so uh, Allie Patberg for game ball for me
1: yeah yeah I, I, I agree with you jeff there's to me it's really no question i think i probably wrote her name down in like the third quarter I'm like oh i don't see how this is going to go any other way <laughs> so,
0: i might have wrote it down at halftime <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true I, pr- I probably could have i know it was already in my head so um awesome okay well that's pretty unanimous that we'll make it a uh, game ball for ally so that takes our total now we have three for mac nicole that's ali's third Grace has two, and Alexa has one. And now it's time for the Hoosier Hustle Award, which is sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. You can go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. Again, that's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. Okay, Jeff, who do you have for your Hoosier Hustle Award tonight? I think you could go about, I don't know, we had 10 players, so about nine different ways on this, it feels like. so,
0: But we got to pick this one, I guess. (laughs) I I, I was probably kind of in that quandary of, who am I going to go with here? But then fourth quarter did it for me. I'm going to go with Caitlin Peterson, freshman off the bench, 11 points, a career high, and just thought, you know, been kind of waiting to see this kid she was kind of she i mean we didn't have a high number recruiting class on the recruiting line because we had most everybody back but she was a kid that was a big time scorer down in alabama and so i've just been kind of waiting for her to get an opportunity to show what she could do and i thought she made the most of it tonight so i'm gonna go with caitlin peterson on the hustle award tonight for me
1: yeah um so she's definitely a name I, i i batted around as well i had about three in my head so i was originally thinking alexa um from some of the things that you were you're talking about uh and i also was thinking um about grace just because i loved all of her assists again like seven assists tonight and eight rebounds for grace i thought was amazing um but yeah it's hard to not give it to somebody who had a career night um with caitlin peterson and like you said in that fourth quarter it felt like maybe hopefully a coming out party for her um hitting all those threes being really aggressive now if we could just get her to start you know um consistently knocking down her free throws i know that's been a thing in the past too she doesn't shoot a lot of them so we just need to get her to start making the ones that she does shoot. Um, so, I, I, you know what? I think I'll go ahead and I'll second your Caitlin Peterson um, vote. How about uh, anybody in the workaholics? Anyone got any anything different about our huge uh, <laughs> Hustle Award for tonight? I don't think any of them could be really wrong.
0: <laughs> no. I, got, I, I had the same kind of uh, going into the fourth quarter. I was kind of where you were. I was kind of like Chloe, Grace, Lex. You know, I, I really was like, mm, "This is gonna be a tough one," but I just thought Caitlin kind of, you know, deserved that one.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, we had Chloe last last game on Saturday with her career high, including a double double, and Caitlin's tonight. So, um, I'm going to read off all of our Hoosier Hustle awards. And I think this is just indicative of how this team is and how, how, you know, they, they share it. So Grace Burgers had four, Mac had one. um, Nikki has one. Keondra has one. Alexa has one. Chloe has two. Grace Wagner has one. And now Caitlin has one. So, um, if we keep up this pace soon, we're going to have all of our our 10 scholarship players with a a Hoosier hustle award. (laughs) So awesome. Yep. Queen, uh, Agrees here with with Peterson. Kirkwood Avenue News agrees with Caitlin. So I guess we uh, we chose wisely. So, all right, um, that really I think takes care of that segment. But is there anything else from just the 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 game itself specifically before we talk about our upcoming shows and then any lingering? questions or storylines
0: yeah and for the workaholics out there you know if you got anything any questions you want to try and get answered here kind of lingering questions or questions moving forward put them in the put them in the chat we'll try to answer at least a couple of them um but i thought also 13th straight win over Illinois. I mean, I know this probably should go back to the numbers. Third straight win overall. 13, 13 straight win over Illinois. We're now seventeen and three overall. Nine and one in the big. We're basically second in the Big Ten now by about a game and a half. Because everybody else besides Michigan has three losses. The only thing that's keeping us from being first right now is that loss to Michigan. We don't get to play them again. But to me, isn't it, and I mean, Kathy, I mean you and I, we've kind of grew up, you know, as Hoosier fans, and this was a program that at times really struggled. I mean, this was a, a program and it just more and more, it's when you start looking at some of the things that they're doing under Terry Moore, and it started a little bit with Kurt Miller, but Terry's taken it to the next level. And with this group, seven in a row against Purdue, 13 in a row against Illinois. I mean, these were teams that, especially Illinois, that we used to finish below. So it's nice mm-hmm. to see this program starting to feel like it's building, and I should say building, being in a spot that we expect to win. And and you and Ari and I were kind of talking about this in the in the text, about how it just it's it's like Twilight Zone from where this program was 15 years ago, 10 years ago, yeah. and and since Terry Moore has got here.
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. And it's it's the it's a great transformation. And it really I think brought a lot of attention to themselves with the WNIT run. And then mm. it's just built ever since then. Um, and and I, I know I saw a couple of comments on Twitter and um, in, in our chat too, about why we're not on national TV um, tonight being in the top, top 10. Uh, part of that I think was our opponent playing against Illinois, you know, Illinois is second to last in the big 10. They've only won one game in the big 10. So it wasn't really a quality opponent. Um, And I think that's changing it. And if you think back to even last year or two years ago or three years ago, how many games of Indiana in particular were on national TV, I would bet if we counted it up, we're probably getting close to double the amount. And I don't think we have a whole lot left that are going to be on big 10 plus and we're either on big 10 Fox or maybe even ESPN again the rest of the way here, except for a couple of games. So yeah. so we're getting there, and the more we keep winning, um, the, the more we'll get on national TV. I think the other thing that will help is, you know, if we can get our our league deeper and have, you know, teams that aren't like Illinois uh, at the bottom where we, you know, had a, a pretty good shot of, of, of this um, kind of a lopsided win I think we'll see more and more of
0: that well um, and you're right about the league Kathy it's it, you're always going to have teams at the bottom that are struggling but right now it's the middle of the league that kind of the middle's not as strong as it's right. been in the last two or three years that's really what's hurting more than anything and that's probably something that's going to affect some seeding for some of these big 10 teams when it comes along I think as long as Indiana can maybe finish out with one more loss uh, or maybe two Iowa and, and Maryland will be tough But depending upon max status but for some of those teams below us, the Maryland's, the Ohio State's, possibly Nebraska, even Iowa, um, the, the fact that the league is not very strong, not very deep, may really affect their seating more than it may affect ours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, um, the other thing too, just to just kind of talk about with women's basketball and, and even a bigger macro outside of Indiana, outside of the Big Ten, uh, I, I didn't get the chance to read the entire article, but I saw a headline a week or so ago that just in general, the viewership and watch of people watching women's basketball, according to ESPN is up 25% this year over any historical numbers. So I think it's trending in the right direction. And, you know, we're trying to do our best here to get the word out of that Indiana women's basketball, but women's basketball in general, you know, it's different from men. It's a different style of basketball, but it's still a lot of fun. So I think as they continue to see more, um, podcasts out there you'll you'll start seeing more from indiana as well
0: um i will say this and, and i know this is an iu podcast but there are some outstanding talent out there nas hillman obviously at michigan caitlin clark at iowa if you get a chance to watch iowa women play caitlin clark is an exceptional talent and, <laughs> and, and and grace and i had an interesting conversation not just grace had nothing but positive things to say about caitlin clark in the podcast the other day um, uh, and unfortunately it's hurt now but Paige beckers at UConn. there are some outs. there was a girl at Kansas state who scored like 50 or 60 in a game there's some outstanding talent in the women's game and, and and not just in the big 10 so if you ever get the opportunity to see some of these games on TV uh, as and ESPN plus does a really good job as well of putting a lot of games on TV if you have that um obviously we want you to watch IU basketball that's what we love but there is some really good talent out there right now
1: yeah i i would agree I, i'd second that with caitlin peterson oh my gosh we were watching one of her games and if you've ever seen any high iowa game you know they have that giant hawkeye in the middle of their court she literally was standing not on the edge of it but like like on the eye of it and shot a basket and made it it it, it was just like i don't even know how you could do that but she made it look so easy so okay all right we'll bring it back in any other yeah. like, thoughts about this game in particular jeff
0: no, not about this game, but I did see that Denny wanted to know a little bit about the recruiting class coming in for next year. And I don't very good at names, Denny. There's a girl from Minnesota, I believe, might be Meisner, Meister. Uh, she's supposed to be really, really good. It's not going to get a lot of – of top flight recruit ranking because it's just not a very deep class right now. I think they have three coming in. There's a girl from Michigan, uh, Alexa Bargesser, I believe is how you say her name. Another kind of wing combo guard type that I think will fill in really nicely on this group with this group. And that's the other question that we've been talking about kind of back and forth between Ari and Kathy and I. Who's coming back? ali's the only one that can't come back next year she's done her eligibility is finally up but all the but and mac has and Mac's only a sophomore so technically she probably has to come back she's coming back but grace and nikki and lex all have some decisions to make because with the COVID rules they get another year if they want it but they're also seniors and 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 such, so they may choose to move on. So that'll play into what how next year looks. And then there's a girl out of Israel, and I don't I can't remember her name, but she's supposed to be a, a really, really good player overseas. And 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 I will say this that if she's anything turns out to be anything is like Alexa Golbe coming in from overseas, I'll take that in a heartbeat because Terry Morin found a, a find found a diamond in the rough when she found Alexa Golbe over in Latvia.
1: Yep. Absolutely agree. So, okay. Well, let's uh, talk real quick about our upcoming shows and our next opponent. So for the women, they play um, Saturday against Michigan State. This is a rescheduled game from when they had the long um, COVID pause. Unfortunately, that game will be on Big Ten Plus again. Um, That game does tip off at 3 p.m. Eastern or 2 p.m. Central Time. Um, Michigan State is currently 12 and 10 overall. There's six and five in the Big Ten. Um, From a history standpoint, IU trails the overall series 47 to 30, but the Hoosiers have won six of the last 10 games. Um, And as a side note, in between now and then, which is tomorrow actually, Michigan State plays Michigan tomorrow, um, and that's a big game. So I think we are going to be all Spartan fans just for tomorrow, um, and hope that Michigan State can beat Michigan um, because if they can, that would put us back on the sole top of the Big Ten. So that's kind of our upcoming um games for for uh, the women just as a side note from a programming standpoint right now there's a conflict the men have a game that day as well and so we don't want to try to overlap at the same time the men's game is going on so Jeff and I are going to actually record our show on Sunday we're still figuring out the time but we'll put it on Twitter and try to get the word out Um, so we'll record it on Sunday it will be live if you want to still join us on Sunday Um, if not it will be um, I'm sure whatever feed you use to listen to your podcast. Um, and of course, in between now and then, the assembly call guys will have their um, assembly call radio on tomorrow night at their normal time of nine Eastern and eight Central. Okay, so you are listening to the Doing the Work IU post game. Um, again, remember, don't forget to go check out our friends over at Home Field Apparel. Um, and if you haven't ordered from them before, you can use HOME um, at checkout to get 15% off of your loss. Or first order, rather. <laughs> I was jumping ahead. It's time for last call. <laughs> so Jeff, I'll let you go ahead. Um, What is uh what's your last call for tonight?
0: Well, I'll kind of go back to the Michigan State real quick. This is a game. This is a team that's really become a little bit of a rivalry. If you remember back a couple of years ago, I think it was the NIT run, WNIT run with Tyra Bus, Alexa Cahill. I think they went like four overtimes in the Big Ten mm-hmm. tournament. One last time, almost an instant classic type game.
1: Yeah, it was and five. Then,
0: Yeah. And then, um, I think last year when Michigan State knocked us out of the Big Ten tournament, that game might have even been an overtime game. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head a little bit, but this has become a game as we said. I use six and four in the last ten against them, so it's a game that's you know that's a, you know been kind of a toss up game when we played them. Um, they're guard heavy. Nia Cloudon is their leading scorer at 21 points a game, four rebounds a game. She's got 91 assists. So you so you're looking at just un- about four and a half assists a game, and then their other guard is Matilda. Eck, I believe is how you say her name 12 points a game three and a half rebounds so they're really guard heavy it's a it's a matchup for us that really shouldn't be too bad you just got to control them because they don't have a solid big solid kid like a Hillman inside they're not post heavy so it's guard it's a guard dominated team but it's a team that we've really struggled with at times excuse me we've struggled with over times and the other thing I'll just say is my last call outstanding win tonight by the kids. It was nice to see them look like they had some energy and it looked like you saw some smiles on their faces tonight for the first time in a while and kudos to them. Kudos to the staff. Now let's get another one on Saturday.
1: Yeah, they definitely look like they're having fun. Um, We did just have uh, somebody jump in the chat and ask who we think is the worst matchup for IU in the big 10. So do you have any, anything off the top of your head in terms of worst matchup? Michigan. Yeah.
0: Especially if Mac's not healthy. But even with Mac healthy, Nas Hillman's one of the best players in the country, too. And she's got some talent around her. Iowa's not an easy matchup because Caitlin Clark can go off for 35, 40, 45 points on a given night. The one thing about Iowa is they're similar to their men. They don't guard real well. So you're going to be, you know, it's going to be a shootout most nights with the Hawkeyes. But Michigan's the one team in the league that really scares me in terms of like when it comes to the conference tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. Um, And even, yes, even with Mac, I think that's a tough matchup. Um, um, Nas Hillman is just, she is a force to be reckoned with. Um, She's really just a very strong player and very skilled player. And I Mm -hmm. think even if Mac is back, if we run into him in the Big Ten tournament, I think that's a tough matchup for us. The Iowa one is interesting for us because, um, you know, we're very strong on it sounds, this is going to sound familiar. We're talking about an Iowa team, but we're very strong on the defensive end for us. But they're very not. And um, but they are very strong offensively. They consistently put up 80, 90 points. I don't know what their team averages without having to look it up. But anytime I've watched them, they have consistently scored in the 80s and 90s, but they give up a lot of points. So that's why they're kind of in that, you know. Um, Top part of the Big Ten, but you know what? Are they? They're third, right? Just right behind us.
0: They're tied with Maryland now, I believe. I they're tied with th- tied for third with Maryland. That's what I thought too. So nine and three, I think.
1: Yeah. So back to uh, um our last call. So for me, it was it was fun tonight, and I hope that they take this and they really um take this into the next game on Saturday against Michigan State. I I don't want that to see a drop-off there because like you said Michigan State you just never really know with them and especially with our history with them I I want them to come out prepared and as a side note for anyone that lives close to you or in the Bloomington area they're doing um, tickets for only a dollar so if you can get down there and you know what a great way to to spend the afternoon, take your family and really help fill up that hall. Um, I was able to go on Sunday to the Purdue game and we um, were the fifth biggest attendance that game. And it was just so much fun. In fact, we were almost four. I think we needed, we would have been Fourth, if we would have had five more people show up. So it was just really, really a lot of fun, a great atmosphere. I thought the crowd was great, and I'd love to see that repeated. So if you can get there on Saturday, I'd, I'd highly recommend it because, boy, they, these women are a lot of fun to watch. So. Yes, they are. All right. And I think that will do it. So if you want to see us do the show live and be part of our live chat, make sure you subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which you can find at youtube.com slash assembly call. And don't forget to join uh, our newsletter at join.assemblycall.com. And a special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design, who designs all of our logos. And a special thank you to those that are here live in our chat mob, um, the workaholics out there, those of you who listen later at a later date. um, We'll be back again on Saturday to talk um, hoops with you, Women's Hoop. Sunday.
0: the, we'll Saturday.
1: Game. the game is Saturday. We'll talk Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I can't keep myself straight. That's fine. I just wanted to start. remind you. <laughs> yes, thanks. Um, all right. Well, thanks, everyone. And until uh, we talk to you on Sunday, um, keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. See you, everybody. Bye. Take care.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot more fun when you win by 30.
1: Right. Yeah, it is.
0: Oh, man. I, I have to. I, I, I'm. I, I've been kind of burning the candle at both ends since Saturday when we went got together for the meetup, and then Sunday I had to, some things here to do around the house, and I try and you know, I did the show and. And then school's just been hectic the these three days. I'm about exhausted. But, you know, I I, got to try and stay awake for AC Radio tomorrow night because that may be a really interesting show, depending upon what we may find out in the next 24 hours about what they're going to do with the five who didn't play last night.
1: The five, that's all we need to call them.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. But, (laughs) as you know. Uh, so it was, it was an interesting post game show. I kind of fell asleep on it last night. I was like, man, ten thirty, ten forty five was getting a little late for me. So,
1: well, I think I told you I, I get up at four thirty, between four four forty five. So there was no chance of that. But speaking of which, I think I'm going to call tonight, Jeff, so I can right. get a you know good six hours of sleep here.
0: I agree, Kathy. Hey, you have a good evening. Rest of your evening, whatever, and and I'll talk to you Sunday. I will. T- well, I'm sure we'll text, but we'll talk to each other on Sunday.
1: Sounds great. All right. Good night, everyone. See you, everybody. <laughs> bye, bye.